to the 21st episode of the second ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Hello, Banjo. Look, I'm going to be honest right off the top. I may have cracked the shits about footy this weekend. I bring a high energy start <laughs> to require more than one take, and then you serve up that shit yeah, straight you, up the you top. You bring it down. Oh, about I halfway did. through the second quarter of the Melbourne game, I completely lost interest in footy. Watched the rest of the game very flat, flicked it over to watch Essendon knock us out of the eight. Then managed to look at the scores of the dogs uh, knocking over Brisbane to put us into 10th. And then bloody watched St Kilda. Are you not actual... in the top eight? What? Are you not We're in the... 10th, mate. <laughs> Come on, Banjo. I'm more up to date with it than you are. <laughs> you are an arsehole. <laughs> the bloody St Kilda win the game to actually make the game playing against us next week mean something to them. So we're going to lose that as well. It's not a good, not a good week. Uh, for, you're not going to make finals. We have to win the last three. Oh, are you confident? I still think it's possible. Most Melbourne supporters have completely written us off. I, I, if you look at our last month, we played in Tassie, Darwin and Canberra. We are now at an eight-day break. That's a good fun and trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And three games at the G. So, like, I can see us getting on sort of a mini roll and it could be all right. I, I still think it's well possible. This week's the big one. We beat St Kilda and I reckon we'll make it. But it's about a 50-50 game against St Kilda. But yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pissed off. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Pedro. I can't Pedro. believe you're ten. Two weeks ago, you were going to make the top four. Exactly. Everyone was saying we're certainties for top four, oh, and now we had no chance of making the I'm eight. so glad we were in your season. I knew this was coming. I, I knew we'd blow one of them, and all of a sudden we'd be back on. Like I never got carried away. I never thought about top four. Okay, and mate. I still oh. think we can make it. I'm not. I haven't given up, but I am a bit flat. Before we go any further, we should rag on our producer. Oh, both our notional producers who are both here and have left to go watch Game of Thrones. I'm the producer now. Yeah, you've taken the role. You will now get the higher salary that comes with the title. Oh, so I'm getting two beers per pot, am I? What, what has any, every other producer been paid, Scott? <laughs> True. <laughs> True. But it's a voluntary position. Surely I've got a double role now. I should be, should be recognised. Look, no. You're a professional you've, producer you've, as well. You've usurped the role. You don't get any rewards for your disloyalty. Soon as I don't do it for one week, you think you're too big for your shoes and you can do whatever you want. i got to say, my production better be good this week. Yeah, look, <laughs> We're talking it, me up. If it's shit, you may as well not come back. <laughs> oh, righto. You, you'd, you'd kill yourself without me, mate. What would the pod be without me? It'd just be rambling. So it's not that different. <laughs> just be you talking complete crap. Yeah. Anyway, we get, so we're getting into it? Yeah, let's do that. I'm sure the listeners have had enough of our ramblings. Yeah, into... Uh, everyone's favourite segment, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, and it's where we give three, two, one votes for the most meaningless game of the round. I'm doing it in a different order this time. The, <laughs> the title derives from a line in Happy Gilmore. Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit? So that's where that all comes from. <laughs> Why are you cracking it? I didn't do anything that time. No, me. I oh. stuffed it. I did my I did my rant at my pre-rant in a in a different order you I started, started looking at me and losing I was like I haven't even given Your you a face looks so confused. I thought you knew exactly what I was talking about but anyway <laughs> one vote was a little bit tricky one vote we're giving uh, the Western Bulldogs defeated Brisbane by 14 points now I didn't want to give it to this and I also didn't want to give it to Essendon Carlton because both games there was a very nearly very strong chance it was a very strong chance they were going to lose. In fact, I, I was pretty confident Essendon were going to, and it just flattened me even more. Uh, the other one we considered was Richmond Hawthorne, but I think that's pretty. It's pretty convincing from Richmond. Yeah, so. and it's pretty significant to their role in the season, being able to get those wins pretty easily and pretty comfortably. Just sort of another nail in the coffin of the hope of them not being any good. Mm-hmm. Are you? Um, have you turned your turned your uh, story on the on the doggies yet? 
Oh, God, no. They're sitting I, in the eight now. Why would I after this game? They're eight. My, yeah, my, my thesis, they have my, games that my they hypothesis won. was that they weren't any good. They're they, still not good. They've they like beaten four in a row or something, haven't they? Yeah, they've been like Gold Coast, Brisbane and Carlton or something, and then they've snuck over the line against Essendon, who I also don't rate. But does it show that their draw earlier in the year wasn't... Like, it was pretty pretty stiff. So they were actually not playing that badly, and now that they've got some easy games, they won enough of them, and now they're sitting in the eight. Yeah, they're fine being in the eight. They're not going to win the premiership, though. Like, they did it from seventh last year. This time last year, we thought dogs weren't no good. What they did last Telling year was you, a mate, one it's in clicked. a million fluke. <laughs> it's not happening. You know it's not happening. Stop antagonising me for... For the uh, the clickbait, Scott, that's what you're doing. I thought you were liking uh, Brizzy at the moment. I thought you were liking what they were doing. Yeah, so they a good one by 14 points <laughs> against the reigning premiers who've gone to shit. 14 points, eight is actually kind of flattering in the end. Like, that looked like it was a, it was a right, down to the, the entire time. <laughs> right down to the wire game. So, yeah, look, I know, but it's, it's, it's fun trolling you. And I still give them a hope. I give them a hope. They can still win the flag. Just. <laughs> no, just. But they won't make the acres. Melbourne will knock them out. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Two votes. Uh, you say I backflip. You did it within three seconds there. Two, I'm just impressed by your acrobatics. <laughs> two votes. Uh, now it gets a little bit easier. Two votes for giving uh, Frio to Fiat. Yeah, this was by 23 points. Uh, two meaningless teams. Pretty comfortable result. An expected result as well. result. Home team. It's Yeah, it pretty much lines up everything you want for Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. Oh, I was only 30 points short of being the perfect game for it. Yeah, fair enough. It was a, it was it was a 10, 10 goal, goal result. Win. That's probably the only thing it was missing. So that's why well, it's not three. No, because we had the exact scenario <laughs> later. <laughs> exactly right. Do we just want to get, get into that? No, no, no. Uh, I do. I, I want to. I want to give take a quick minute silence for Rodney Eade, who Ooh. well, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's gone. I still think Buckley is more right to be sacked than Eade. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like. We've, we've crowned Buckley the king of coaches that deserve to be sacked. Exactly, but yeah. I think part of Rodney Eade not being like in the hot seat so much is just no one cares about the Gold Coast no Suns. No one cares about them, yeah. They're not in Melbourne. Yeah, you're right. Um, but he's done a terrible job. Dude, but the, the, the issue that does exist, and it's in terms of Buckley as well, is normally at this time of year when we're starting to talk about coaches getting sacked, all these things are coming out about all these available coaches who are going to be really good and all this stuff. We're not hearing that this That's year. That's because we haven't had anyone actually set. Normally we have one but gone by now and we hear about who the candidates yeah, are. Yeah, I think you hear about it before the sacking. It's as well. also because it's such an even season that like no one's standing out, like there's no benchmark team to poach from. Like you're gonna poach from Adelaide, yeah, they've been really well coached, but they've got obvious flaws. Um, there's not a single team you're not gonna poach from GWS because the only thing holding them back is like how cohesive they are, which is a sign of coaching. Yeah, like there's no standout like, are you still going to poach from Clarkson? I've heard, I've heard the silly ramblings here and there about Clarkson, as well as the silly ramblings about Roos as well, which no. like, there's just absolutely no backing for them at all. No, um, I wasn't saying... I would, I say, I would say there's there seems to be less coaches appearing yeah. to be available, I think which it's would also because they put in this, like, you've got to have this certain accreditation, which just makes the pool exclusive because no one's had time to actually get it yet. And I don't think the coaches with it are the best assistant coaches going around. I think it's a fairly meaningless uh, thing to have accomplished. Like it's a the qualification just doesn't mean anything. Mm. I see. I, I don't know. They, they, they're always the assistant coaches who end up doing well. Uh, 
often you do hear about them being thrown out for coaches' jobs about four or five times. And the fifth, like Don Pike, I remember hearing his name yeah. so many times. And then eventually it came to the point and say, like, all right, we'll finally give him a job and then he's good. I don't know how many co- those coaches there are around at the moment. But there has been, a, there are a lot of new young coaches in the league at the yeah, moment. Yeah, perhaps well. so, yeah. There haven't been many retreads lately outside of Rocket. Hmm. So there's, yeah, they might be a. It might be a slightly more depressed pool than normal. But, you know, we'll see. I give Rocket a chance of surviving. As, as, as slim a chance as the dogs are for the flag, it's okay. still possible. So it's non existent. No, it's um, still possible. Well, put me out of my misery. Let's move on. Moving on. Okay, so three votes. I've been giving you a lot this year. I've been enjoying how irrelevant. Look, to be fair, you did like pull some out of your ass for your own enjoyment. Once or twice, but you have earned a few of them, and you yeah, definitely well, earned We're 5 and 14, we've definitely been on the end of some. So, the result, Collingwood defeated North by 54 points, so do those teams we say? Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? I am the best producer we've ever had. I was taking a drink off this <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was pretty good though, Banjo, I'm, I'm on fire. I'll have to check the record Although later. I do need a new phone, because my sound is quite... Sl- quite small on it so we'll see how that comes up in the actual I need recording. a new phone too maybe we can brand them get clips on footy branded phones Scott I don't, I don't think we will we we'll don't, make, we don't. Uh, already, we'll make iPhone covers for them we've already complained about the fact we don't have a marketing budget I don't think we have or a, a logo <laughs> we're, in, we're in a little bit of trouble there our logo consists um, of a Google image I ripped off somewhere <laughs> with clips on footy yeah. written over it I'm hearing that this was one of the worst games you'll ever see no, it was, definitely wasn't a good game it was <laughs> It wasn't as bad as the Brisbane Western Bulldogs final in about 2007, which was the worst game I've ever seen. Final? Yeah, it's a terrible game. You terrible. just remember that because it's a final. It's a terrible game. Be, beyond the point, though, it doesn't really matter. Uh, How did we lose to you? You're terrible. You played in a terrible game of footy and still lost by 10 goals. And we lost to you. To be uh, fair, uh, the margin is reasonably unflattering because we kicked, like... Like we just ran into open goals and missed, like, <laughs> which was a sign of the quality of the game. But we did it more. I like than to hear it. I like to hear um, it. Ben Brown out is really the only story, and Buckley supposedly uh, about to get resigned from a few different whispers. Where have you heard that from? I don't know. Oh, Sen. But some then point. again, I have buried my head in the sand. That's when it comes true. To footy. Look, like it's just like a rumbling that he might. Surely not. Like, he can't last. If again. you look at this game in context, who's the real winner? The team that won by 10 goals, or the team that confined Collingwood to another 10 years of mediocrity, mediocrity under the, the reign of Nathan Buckley. <laughs> okay, there's so you're patting yourselves on the no, back for allowing Buckley to continue. Surely he can't last another year. I just, you could. He's, he's going to get a two-year contract. And it's off the contract. back of what I hear is the worst game of all time. So. He's going to get a two-year contract because they don't want to do this again next year. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> but you know, this sucked. Other than North should get their <laughs> Rising Star nomination because Ryan Clark at 31 touches. He's already nominated once. He got dropped the next week, so... Yeah. I don't think he'll get dropped Why did you even get that excited about it? Also, he did play the next week. It was just after he'd been... Uh, <laughs> someone got a late withdrawal. Yeah. I do remember the point. that. <laughs> but, yeah, pretty pretty rubbish game of footy. We moving on? I think we spent way too long on this game, so yes. Absolutely. Uh, let's kick it off with one of the two most interesting results of the game of the round, I think. Uh, Sydney defeated Geelong by 46. Very, very good win for the old Swannies. and Very comprehensive. Very big, big, big problems for Geelong because, I mean, their... Their season's pretty much ruined. I think the dream... We've been talking about there are a couple of dream scenarios which could come out. But one of them for me... These are not equal, okay? I just want no, to... No, no, no. We'll, get, we'll get to the other one later. But, yeah, that, that is a better one. Yeah. But this one, Geelong are currently sitting on 12 and a half wins. 
I'm pretty confident you need 13 to make finals. It would be pretty funny if without Selwood, they didn't win another game. And it's possible. that They'll definitely lose to Richmond this week. And then yeah. they've got GWS in the last round. Collingwood's the one in the middle. Dangerous. Yeah. I Look, they'll, win. they'll probably win one of them. <laughs> it would be possible, pretty funny. But, jeez, it'd be an indictment on the rest of their side if as soon as... Well, we've said it all year. The disaster has finally hit. All year we have said, you get rid of po- mm. probably one of Dangerous yeah. Selwood and they're completely screwed. And now they've, rid of, they've lost Selwood, plus they've lost their best of the second-tier midfielders in mm. Duncan. They don't have a midfield left and their best forward's out as well. Like, they're actually on paper a poor side now. It's yeah, that dramatic it's, with Geelong. It's almost Richmond of last year of quality because they're yeah. just like carried by what Dusty was last year. Exactly right. Exactly right. And not much else. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's quite amusing. It's pretty right. funny. Yeah. Sydney, they're just a juggernaut, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they did get that one loss, but uh, <laughs> they've been crazy. The, inex- the two teams who have been reliable in the second half of this year, Sydney and Richmond. Like, you kind of expect, you, watch, you kind of know what you're yeah. going to get from them now. I mean, Richmond had the one stinker. Yeah. But Sydney, yeah, Craig, you just know exactly what you'll get from them. They're just a really good side, and if you look at anything but the first six weeks, they're probably the best side in the competition. There's no no explaining, really, what happened those first six weeks. And I don't think they're... If I was evaluating the sides, I don't really pay much attention to it what City did in the first six weeks like I do with other sides because I don't think it's indicative of their current or future performance. The way it's we ex- pretty impressive the, the way, way we ex- around. explained it at the time was there was a heavy reliance on their top six players and mm. if they're not quite playing well it can create some serious consistent in, like consistency issues because they're relying on their their younger sort of players to actually carry them and to lift them in the big moments. That's how we explained it earlier in the year. I, I think that's probably still relevant to an extent. Yeah, but... A lot of that second tier of theirs is back, which makes them less reliant, and a lot mm-hmm. of their bottom six have improved dramatically as the season's gone on. They have, and Lewis, they actually... the Pelican Melican yeah, turned right. into something, just completely actually... made Alir Alir irrelevant, which is reasonably amusing given champion data rated Alir Alir as an elite key defender last year. I like him. Our games are right. Yeah, Melican or uh, Alir Alir. Oh, Alir Alir. Yeah, no, he'll come back. No, I think get, they're both all right. He'll get <laughs> traded to somewhere. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon he'll be quite a good player. The uh, interesting thing is you keep hearing all these murmurings about Sydney playing one-on-one unlike everybody else and it really contributing to how good they play, how well they play defensively. Do you take any, put any stock in that? Look, not quite. As I've said before, I think they coach the fundamentals better better than any yeah. anybody. They they just they just know how to win the contest. They know how to win one on one contests. So in that sense, but they they do they don't play completely man on man. There's still a zone defense that they're playing. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Ted Richards said it, so I ran with it. Ted Richards said it, did he? Yeah. And I figure he knows the nah, system reasonably well. What, what the zone does for you, it, it allows you to rebound as well. You can stop their defence and then you can go the other way. Like, it's the modern game and it's 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 the best way to do it. Like any defence, they're only as good as the midfield in front of them. And they don't get burnt by their midfield like a lot of sides do. Very, and that very true. is what makes them a good defence. Let's move on to the best uh, game of the week. GWS walloped Melbourne by the tune of 35 points. How do you feel? Oh, our first half was easily our worst half of the year. We were awful. Like, it wasn't just the fact that we got completely blown away by GWS in that period, which was horrible and pathetic. But it was even in the second quarter when we had a chance to respond. Like, GWS just wanted to make it a slog because we had the wind, and we just 
accepted it. They just there was, shut you down. There was there was no attempt to try to do anything different. Mm. And then when we did, our skills were terrible as well. We were terrible in every aspect of the game. Like it was a really, really, really poor performance. It was. It, it doesn't get much worse than that. I'm <laughs> uh, just enjoying it, Scott. Like the yeah. only thing that made my weekend tolerable was this result. <laughs> You're but no, dog. seriously, <laughs> you've said that multiple times to me. But seriously, how good is Josh Kelly? I don't he, think I've said this in like four weeks. Yeah, he's damn good. He's very, very good. He's so good. I would say I would say he's their best player, then Canelio, then Green. Yeah, Cameron's somewhere in there too. Yeah, I, I'd put him just below those three. Mm. Um, They've got a lot of good look, players. They, look, <laughs> I, I, will, I will say it was quite scary how good GWS are there, were when they played their best against yeah, us. Like, it was sort of just would have been incredibly it was what, frustrating. It was what we saw in saw last year when they were absolutely yeah. going, where it was just like they'd have <clears> six <throat> or seven of them just sprinting forward, just spreading, just working so hard, and they're quick as well. Yeah. So they just completely run past you. And there, there were moments where it was just like, that is just damn impressive. Like, there's not a lot we could do there. But, like, we got smashed in the contest as well. So... Like, I, I, it's one of those things where like, I don't expect, if they were playing that well, I still expect us to be three or four goals down if we're yeah. playing well. Like, they were that impressive. But you shouldn't allow seven or eight goals in a row. Yeah, you never should. And the wind is a little bit of a factor in that. But what I want to talk about is your contested ball, actually. You lost it once while Gorn was out and your 50-50 split when he's been in the side. Yeah, look, they've been, they've been explaining that by the fact that we've had a lot of midfield injuries mm. after he came in where we're getting those players back now but a lot of them are still rusty I, there's no doubt Viney's still struggling a bit with his foot yeah. he went back too, too quickly Part of it Jonesy struggled a bit this week back at his best either his last two weeks he's been a lot better mm. he, he started taking his marks again and he, he like the whole way through his rucking's been good yeah it's been good um, but I'm not like I, I, I just cannot accept the fact that Max is in, and then we're worse in the midfield. Like it's just, it's just not true at all. It's, it's, it's the, it's what our midfielders have done. You know how I feel about Ruckman. I just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, well, I get it. And we, like, we, this was the worst. We lost the clearances by a long way. But like, I can just see us. I, I honestly think the next three weeks we'll play quite well, and our midfield will start getting on top again. And the best our midfield's been all year was against Port Adelaide in the first half. And that's when Maxi was there. So, true, true, true. She'll be right. Except you're not going to make finals, so... We could. I reckon there's you're a, a bit chance still. Uh, Essendon defeated Carlton by eight points. This was nearly glorious. Oh, this, nearly put North in the wooden spoon hunt again. It actually broke my heart. Like, the one thing that was keeping me going was the fact I thought Essendon were going to lose. And you know who did it to you? Tipper. Yeah, well, that was the one thing which made it okay. I mean, I still love that man. I can't help it. When I see him streaming into an open goal to finish the game, I still get a little bit excited. I'm just ambivalent about him. He's so good. But he plays he's for so Essendon. He's so exciting. He plays for Essendon. Mate, that, that goalie kick, I think it was in the first quarter. Yeah, so that's that, That's goalie year for me. Probably. <laughs> like, it, it took five or six efforts. Yeah. And it was, it was a pretty good finish. Could you kick that one? You could kick Lloyd's goal. <laughs> no, I couldn't kick that one. <laughs> Only Tipper can kick that one because he's a legend. Although Raz is injured, so the other... The other yeah, and Merritt suspended going forward. Yeah, it's true, actually. That's quite... Who are they playing this week? I don't know. I didn't put the tips down yet. <laughs> that, could, that could be quite significant for them. Because <laughs> that's uh, three of their quickest, best running players. And that's that's what they rely on. Who's the third? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tip is <laughs> Two, <of> <laughs> Two of them. Two of them. What are you doing, Scott? 
Uh, yeah, did Carlton? They looked ordinary to start with, and then they slowed the game down and played like they always do when under Bolton. Well, that, that they really need to learn how to score. They do. That that was the battle of the game. Obviously, mm. was we knew exactly the style of game that they controlled it. Yeah. Carlton probably had the game on their terms for most of it and played it the way that they wanted to. So I think it was probably a win for Bolton. But, you know, it didn't quite get over the line. Casbold had a shot with a couple of minutes left to put him back in front. They yeah, easily could have won that game. It was a two-goal turnaround off the back of it. You've been patting yourself on the back about saying Carlton are no good, but, I mean, for, you have to keep in mind they don't have Cripps. And he's, That's true. he's right up there with their... Like, like he, he probably is their most important player. Nah. Who would you go? Cruiser and Gibbs ahead of Gibbs. him. Gibbs, yeah, pat, Perhaps. But um, contested ball, like, he is their contested ball. That's true, that's true. But he still isn't the most creative player in the world, and that's what they lack. Like, he doesn't fix their problems. Yeah, but he gets it out to Gibbs, who is creative. But Gibbs isn't... Who else is going to be feeding Gibbs now? They like, weren't scoring any better when Cripps was in the side. They were winning more games. And that just means you were getting on top of the midfield. Okay, Scott. They're shit. Just move on. Then, I mean... Yes, they are They're at the moment. Last but they, they, they are, they are a very well-drilled outfit, and they are on the right that's path. The only, that's even more of an indictment if they don't have any talent and they're Yeah, but we know that. They'll try. They'll create some talent eventually. I'm telling you, it's a long path, but they'll get there. And because of the fact they have such a good coach in place, I'll probably be they'll be there. Then. They'll be good eventually. I'll probably be dead Nah, it'll then. be about five years from now. <laughs> they'll be I a don't think I'm going to live very long, Scott. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. So, Gilda defeated West Coast by eight points. This must have given you the shits as well. Yeah, it did. Because I think we have St Kilda next week. My hope was that their season be shot and they just couldn't care. Now all of a sudden it's an enormous game for them. <laughs> it was a shocking week for, for Melbourne You're fans. just so flat. You're just I'm so flat. seriously flat. I hate footy. <laughs> I love but at least West Coast misery. lost because I hate them. Do you hate West Coast? Yeah, they piss me off. We've, we've gone over this. Yeah, but just I... Just how annoyingly... Inconsistent and frustrating they are. It annoys it pisses me off. But I don't and I don't hate them for it. I do. It annoys me. Yeah. Is you being more rationally angry than I am for once? It's a new colour on you, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were with me. I thought you hated them too. I don't hate them. I just like they make me shake my head and cry. They now have bloody, a different emotion, Scott. They now have Josh Kennedy kicking five or six goals every still week, can't and win. they're still losing. He's kicked twenty in the four games he's been back. <laughs> that is nuts. He's I mean, a it shows how good he is, but I mean they should be winning games with that sort of output. We were like, we were giving them an out, saying they have injuries. Yeah, and that he's their most important of those injuries, and he comes back, and they're every bit as poor as they were. It just there's no dynamism, and we've been through this a thousand times. Um, for St Kilda, after last week's like soul destroying loss, it's a pretty well, it's, good way to bounce back. It's it is pretty impressive. I was thinking there was a fair chance that they'd be really flat because it felt like last week was the end of their season. Mm. But I suppose they thought there was still that that small glimmer. I think of hope there was they... the Rue uh, retirement, yeah, perhaps spurring them on a bit. Billings is pretty bloody good. Yeah, he is. I don't he's, think he's we've, improved a lot. I he's... don't think we've spoken about enough. He uses the ball really well, and now he's finding the ball a lot. Yeah, he's always had real class, and when he's mm. been around the ball, he's always looked good, but he's now has that real 
determination as well. And, and he's starting to become a to leader. the ball, yeah. Yeah, and he's, so he, he's stepping up in the big moments. He's getting a bit of the... Like, well, when we saw the mm. bond when he became good, it, the, the thing which made him really good was the fact that he was stepping up in those big moments. Billings did that this week, and you can see that, yeah, he's one of those players who wants those big moments. Yeah. That draft is looking pretty bloody good. Yeah. Kelly, Billings, Bond. Who went number one? I don't know. Was it one of the tools that Boyd or something? Oh, that ruins it. Um, <laughs> God, he's bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bit harsh, mate. Bit harsh. But he is, though. <laughs> it's just, all right. Harsh but fair. That's my motto. Mm-hmm. And then irrationally angry. He did win him a flag. <laughs> he did. That's going to give me the shits in arguments going forward. There's going to be all these rationalisations that his contract was a good one because he performed well yeah, for four I, weeks. I don't know if you can quite say that. No, it doesn't excuse <laughs> the entirety of that contract. God. Poor salary cap management, for, if anyone thinks that's the case. Mm-hmm. But let's move on. Richmond fans will be happy because they won by 29 points over Hawthorne. Yeah, they're really they're happy, happy aren't we? Uh, said, nah, now, this is the dream scenario. And I actually think that it'll happen. Oh, you think it will happen? I'm going to say it will happen. Are you locking it in? Lock it in. (laughs) Yeah, all right. I'll lock it in. in. I'll lock it in. Richmond will go out in straight sets this year. They're they're, they're in the four. They they, they are definitely going to be in the four. They will play either Adelaide or GWS at home, probably, in the first final. Uh, they're almost a certainty to lose that. And then uh, they're a real chance of losing If they come that. up to Sydney the next yeah. week. It'll be, yeah, it'll be at the G, no matter what. But if you're against Sydney at the G, fair chance they'll lose. They're against Essendon at the G, I reckon there's a chance they'll lose that. If Bulldogs, even Melbourne, if we make it, I reckon there's a pretty reasonable... Most teams would think they're a fair chance of knocking Richmond off. And like... West Coast aren't going to make the second round of finals, so you don't have to worry about them. Port at the G. Port will be interesting going forward, and we'll get to that, but yeah, there's still that, a chance. Yeah, if they play their best foot. You see, see, that's the thing with Richmond. They The thing which has set them apart has put them in the top four. Consistency. Consistency, reliability. That, that's been great, but I've still never watched a Richmond game and thought, wow, their best is impressive, which I reckon there are five or six teams who I say that about. So if those teams play it in finals, I don't They're think Richmond would be good enough. They're very much like Geelong in that aspect. You, yeah. Wow, that guy's impressive, but you don't go, wow, that team is impressive. That act, that's pretty pretty fair comparison there, Banjo. Oh, thank that. you. I was like, I'm going to pat myself on the back here mentally. But you said it out loud, so yeah, I appreciate no, it. I don't mind that. They are both similar. and that they, they keep putting those results there, and they're sitting in the top four, and you're thinking, well, you have to give them some credit. But you still never watch a game and think... Yeah, never blown away. Yeah, they're, they're very plain. It is impressive from Richmond, though. They don't even have Revolt in there now, and they're still putting in great Yeah, it's, they're playing soccer, pretty much. They're just not kicking it high in the air at all. And that's, that's the other finals thing, is that everyone says tall forwards in finals, they come out to play mm. then, and that's when they become really worth it. They don't have won. Um, I think uh, the Bulldogs last year either proved that theory wrong in modern footy, or they were just an exception to the rule, which they Didn't have they been. They've been an exception right. to about twenty rules. Didn't they half prove it right? Can we just said Tom Boyd was? Nuts? Yeah, that 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 is a mitigating factor. But like, they did not have a good tall forward line. No, but they did not have good tools. They won through their smalls and their yeah. pressure. And but hunting. it is interesting that the one good period of performance they got from a tall forward yeah, yeah, was okay. in finals. Okay, you can you can you can put it that way. They started scoring because their tall forwards stood up, which are. We'll see if Revolt really can nice carry them in the same way. It's really nice to be able to manipulate an argument, like manipulate 
facts completely for the sake of your argument. Yeah, well, that, like that. That, that's the fun of debates. <laughs> that's exactly what we're here for. Uh, um, let's get back to Hawthorne. Back to being the second worst side in history. Probably not. I think that would be a little bit harsh. <laughs> After a really good run and one one disappointing performance. The game was... It's not that bad from them, though. Nah, like, the game was played in Richmond's terms. It was in a, any other year, aggressive... if you said the sixth bottom side or whatever they are lost to the third top side by five goals, you'd be like, yeah, it's not too yeah, bad. That, that's well expected. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hawthorne had been playing some of the best footy in the comp the last month, maybe even two, maybe pushing two. Yeah, the... Ugh, I'm not going to say they've been good. That'd make me have to wash my mouth out with soap. But they've been okay. <laughs> they've been tolerable. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the game was just played on Richmond's terms. They just made it an aggressive, yeah. contested game, and the Hawthorne didn't like it. And they got blown away early, and then it was just a bit of a, a meh. But you would be very excited as a Richmond supporter. But they will go out and stretch it. So I was, and it'll a, be great. I was at a pub with a Richmond sporting mate. Well. We weren't watching it, but we were ticking the scores over on the app, and uh, he was going crazy all the time. Get home to producer James, who's abandoned us, and he's going crazy about the Yeah, I'm not liking how cocky he is about it, because he didn't give a shit about footy a year ago. No, he doesn't deserve <laughs> happiness. Like, <let's laughs> he hasn't honest. gone through the crap which all Richmond supporters have, which, like, uh, it's fun laughing at Richmond, but I do feel a little bit of sympathy for them, because they're so long-suffering. And because you're a better man than I Whitey has not earned that no. <laughs> that joy. So it is a bit, yeah, it's a bit frustrating. Don't worry, straight sets. It you locked it in. It'll happen. locked it in. It's a very, there's a very strong chance. It'll happen. Okay, let's move on. Adelaide <laughs> defeated Port by 84 points in what was the other contender for Game of the Round in terms of ramifications. Yeah, that'd be right up there in the most embarrassing performances a team has ever put up. Like, it really ever. will be. It is a, sh- it's a showdown. True. It is them playing for top four. True. Like, they- you could not have had more to play for, and they gave absolutely nothing. Like, and they had a... They should have lost-, lost by 150 in the first half. And was- I- they had 20-something less scoring shots. Yeah, it was like 515 yeah. to 2-1 or something like that. Like, that's- that is astonishing. And, like, all the-, the contested ball, they were about 50 down. Mm. Like, how could you not put... The fact, the reason they lost the game was there was no effort there at all, and I just don't see how that is possible. Yeah, the one thing we showdown. have about like showdowns and the derby is that teams show up, and like we hear this with the Essendon uh, Carlton games, Essendon Collingwood is like, oh, you never know who's going to win because of the, you throw the ladder out, you throw the form book out going into it. Everyone wants it, so yeah, it's just like none of that. <laughs> well, you know, you did throw the form book out, <laughs> but they just didn't show up, so it was a different kind of that. <laughs> But that like it's actually absurd that a team could put up that sort of performance. Adelaide are really good, but like I'm not even going to give them that much credit. The for this important like, question: Are they now like on a par with GWS? I those two are cl- like the clear yeah. standouts for me. As I've said before, the thing which is frightening about Adelaide: if they beat you in the midfield, you have lost the game without question. By like ten goals. <laughs> if, if you if you win in the midfield. There's still a very strong chance of beating you, and th- th- that's a sign that they can bring. They can bring. I've in never seen a team have that quality before. It, it's a scary in that sort, sort of, of way. Aspect. Yeah. their ball use is unbelievable, and the way they find space, mm. no team is near that. And the way they can pull the trigger through the corridor is just yep. It's they set themselves apart in so many facets. It's just they can get completely shown up. If Sloan doesn't perform and 
a third, the extra man back can sort of ruin them. But I think they're getting better at it. Because Sloan was tagged by Boak. And Boak couldn't lay a hand on him. Yeah, but how much of that's Boak being poor? Like, yeah, that's true. So much of it was just poor not having any. This week, I'm... Like, it's great by Adelaide. Fantastic. But I'm not... Like, I think you should turn up and play the way Adelaide did. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to subtly show him a late question and give him a bit of warning because take a bit of thought. I can't think of two things at once, Pedro. Anyway. <laughs> you can't yeah, move your mouth and what, worry you at the same time. <laughs> what I was saying was... Um, I'd like Adelaide played the way that she should in a showdown. I'm saying this is much more negative for Port than it is positive for Adelaide this week. But yeah, Adelaide have been great all year. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, it course sort of rules Port out of top four, doesn't it? Just about. Yeah, just about. Although with Geelong performing, how we think they might. Does o- it does ways. open a door? And if they finish fifth or sixth and get a home final, they can beat any team if they play their best. That's very true. They're an interesting one. They're anyway, a very interesting one. That's it for the games. Record time, I think, Scotty. So let's move on to our top five. We're going with top five thugs of the competition this week. And uh, I think it might be quite antagonistic between the two of us in this segment. Yeah, uh, inspired a little bit Because you're blind and wrong and biased and I'm completely objective, which conflicts Yeah, so we'll, we'll with see it. who comes out better at the end of this. But, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, inspired a little bit by all of the MRP findings this week, which are... Yeah, a bit interesting. Pretty incredible, some of them. Um, <coughs> anyway, uh, we got honourable mentions first up. Uh, honourable mention, clear honourable mention for me is Boomer Harvey. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, he's, mate, like, he is an absolute flog. He doesn't just earn 50 metre penalties. Flog and thug are different things. Also, he's not a flog. <coughs> he's a champion human being. He should be sainted. Mate, how many dogs... I was wondering when you were going to be able to talk. Yeah, no, I'm struggling a little bit with my throat. <laughs> how many dog acts did he just do out of nowhere on I don't know any of them. He, I don't, he, know. I don't know what you're people. talking He was getting about. three or four weeks. He was getting away with it. That's what really pissed me off about it. I simply don't know just what you're talking he, about, he was, he was a good player. I'll give you that. But he good was an player. absolute A uh, good player. But you can't get away All with being a thug. All time great. <clears throat> Thinking about getting away with being a thug, because uh, you're a good player, who's a... Uh, Oh, Who's Juddy. your man? Juddy. Now that's fair. <laughs> this is universal. If he'd been if he'd been in the comp, number one. If he hadn't retired, he'd be number one. If we had the podcast earlier and had thought of the top one. Absolutely. Have you retired by the time we started the podcast? Do you retire two years ago? Um, Irrelevant. But he'd be number one. He's a terrible human being. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because most of his career didn't really do a lot. And then I don't know where he starts chicken he's got a lot. He's, he's got a lot of the Luke Hodges... Apologists as well Like Everyone's like Ah oh, He's a good guy He didn't mean it It's out of character I've had you call it before The cult of Judd And I don't mind that It is a cult Because it is this thing Especially where with Carlton We just love Judd For no West, real reason West, Yeah because he wasn't that good <laughs> West Coast people Got over it Because <laughs> You know He abandoned them And tore their hearts out Carlton people Never had that trauma To make them see clearly They're just They're still Head in the sand but yeah, he's a thug. He's a massive thug. You had one nobody more. Nobody realises it. I do have another honourable mention. You are absolutely dying here. <laughs> I have to give it to Alex. Do you want Rance. to pause recording and like cough it out? Do you reckon that's a good idea? I think that's a good idea. We're leaving this bit in, but we're pausing it so you can cough it <laughs> yeah. out. And we're back, so let's get back to it. We've kind of forgotten where we're up to, but I think we're the second honourable mention. We're on to the you. second honourable mention. That's a first. We had to take a take a break there for a 
Bit, bit of a problem with the throat. Yeah, and it wasn't because we were just swearing too much like it normally is when we take a break. We only cut things about once or twice ever. Uh, the other honourable mention goes to Alex Rands. Now, he is an absolute thug. You don't punch Jack Watson in the back of the head on the floor and get away with it. You just don't. I don't care what credits he has in the bank and the fact he's never done anything slightly dog in the rest of his career. You do that, you're a thug for life and I'll never get over it. Look, as far as I'm concerned, Jack Watson deserved it. Rance is an upstanding citizen, and Jack Watts is a... <laughs> Jack Watts deserves it, He's such a little pretty boy. He's the opposite Exactly. Of Jack Watts needed to toughen up and needed someone to show him what t- real toughness is. And Alex Rance no. punching him in the back of the head is exactly <laughs> the kind he's of... Whilst he's lying on the floor... That's the exact kind to, of toughness to this country needs, and I'm glad he did it. He's a role model for everybody. <laughs> that was such a weird, uncharacteristic thing from Rance. I just... I thought, God, that was strange in nowhere, but it was pretty dark. Anyway, should I give my five, my number five? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Number five, I'm going with Luke Hodge. Ooh. You, oh, yeah, I've got him. Yeah, you, yeah you've I'm... got him a bit high. Now, uh, another player who gets away with it through being a good, good footballer. Yeah, yeah, and supposed good bloke. He's got a, he's got his own group of apologists, just like Judd. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He took off Wingard's head. That'd, that'd have to be his worst. Like, that was really bad. You bump someone's head into a post. Yeah, it could have snapped his neck. He punched. That's uh, genuinely dangerous. He punched um, Swallow in the face. Yeah, I can't say I remember that. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, good. You're still holding on to it. <laughs> look, as far as I'm concerned, he should be executed. It was the same match as the, um, the Jordan Lewis whacking. Yeah, look, I was very. Which, I remember how upset you were about that. Um, yeah, so and he's kind of he is the sort of figurehead of the unsociable Hawks. He, can't, which, he does. Their entire theme was built around being thugs. We've been through this. We're generally reasonably positive about it. But he's a thug. Yeah. And, and if anyone tells me otherwise, as well. he knows they're, they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. He's, his role is to be a tough guy. <clears throat> he, like, he does speak in the media, and that allows him to get away with a bit more of it. Yeah. But, he, but you know. And my number thug. five, I had Toby Green. Uh, yeah, okay, he should so, be a lot higher, but I love him too much as a footballer. We, we flicked around our four and five. Okay. Like, I've got Green at four. But like, Toby Green probably should be one or two, really. <laughs> he's pretty bad. He, but he's just such a good footballer, and I love him. So what I was begging or having a go about Hodge having, I am for Toby Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not because yeah, he's a good bloke, cause a good just because I really love watching him play. Yeah, he's in the uh, the pest thug mold, which is a little bit different to the Hodge sort of thug. It's the the little yeah. guy who does just the little small man dog syndrome. Things. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. That Hayden Ballantyne yeah, sort of it's thing, not the stand- which I, do, I don't have in by the way. No, because yeah, I it's forgot. Been, I it's been too player, long to be honest. <laughs> it's been too long since he was relevant. Yeah, it, Toby Green <laughs> can't be a standover man, so he's a different kind of thug. Yeah, but anyway, four I had Hodge, four you had Green. I had Green. So who got three? Number three, old mate Lindsay Thomas. He's a this dead just, set thug. This is just biased. Earlier this year, he gets suspended for three weeks in the VFL and comes back for a week and gets suspended again. <laughs> Exactly, we're talking about top five guys in the AFL squad, that's irrelevant to it. Are you going to call me a racist like you've done in the past with people about calling Lindsay a thug? I don't think I need to say it, it's just just implied by this completely (laughs) unfounded accusation. I don't care, I love him. (laughs) Number three. So so you just effectively (laughs) said, yes, yes he is a thug, but he plays for North. But I love him. Uh, Number three, Tom Bug. Now, just to show that I'm not biased, Tom Bug's my number two. Oh, interesting. interesting. I, I don't think you don't get much more of a thug than Yeah, Bug. no, he's done all the little things that, like, the pesty things that he's give definitely you a bag, pest. the bad reputation. Then he's also done the full-on Barry Hall. <laughs> so, yeah, like, exactly he's, right. he's ticked every single box, and if I didn't find the other two players I've got higher than him funnier, he'd be my number one. 
Um, yeah, well, I, I, for some reason, I decided to put him too instead of uh, Lindsay Thomas. I should have just gone with a couple of North players at the top. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty bad. He's your pretty invincible. I like him because he plays for Melbourne, but he is a thug. I'm very, very <laughs> I'm open about it. I'm pretty sure he's more than... Like, so a lot of these thugs, they've got this, like, good bloke... Uh, sort of, they might be a good bloke off the field. I'm pretty sure Tom Bugg's just a shit person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, he's, got, never, he's got the hair of a shit I, person. I never too. see anyone say a redeeming quality about Tom Bugg. He buggered up so bad. Because there was that patch where he was, like, he was doing thug things. A lot of people didn't like him. Mm. But he was getting that sort of following. He had the big mural yeah. in Melbourne about him. And, like, he was becoming, like, an important player of the team because of that attitude that he had. And then you punch someone in the head. And, and then you hate too. And like, mm. why would you punch? Kevin he really Mills? did stuff that up, old buggy. Anyway, my number two again, completely unbiased. Oh, Jordan right, you you cannot complain about this one. I can. He's a good man. What did Jordan. you think twelve months ago? No, I actually no, I actually never actually did hate him that much. Because I've always watched him on AFL 360, and I've actually always really liked him on 360. So I've actually always had a little bit of a like for him underneath it all. But, but like, he, I understand where it's coming from. He has done he's some. A thug. He has done some questionable. He decapitated Todd Goldstein. And he was trying to punch the ball, Banjo. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was clearly trying to punch the ball, and he missed. He was just a bit sloppy. Look, I can't talk to unreasonable people, Scott. So unless you pick up your game, this pod might have to come How to How is he ahead of Bug, though? Bug's much more of a thug than Lewis. Because Lewis actually like comes across as a good person. But he, Bug hasn't done anything to North. Also, and I liked Bug before <laughs> this year. Yeah, but you, this, is, this could be the list of your favourite players as well, considering how much you love dickheads. Yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> but you do have green in there, you love. But anyway, my number one, who else but the thug himself, Jack Zabel. This is just a shit the, opinion. The bloke like, who just, just a shit he just plays the man just to try to make himself feel better about himself because he's a very average footballer. That's the only way he tries to impact on a game. No this, one in the league. If would... I try to decapitate this bloke with a bump, like you know, that'll that'll make me worthy worthy of being captain. That'll make me like. How is he a captain? He's just not an upstanding citizen. What? Since when? Luke Hodge is on this list and he was their captain for three years. <laughs> yeah, but... That's just not the criteria. Okay, but at least he's we also a Wayne Carey's our best <laughs> ever captain. <laughs> Wayne Carey's our best ever captain and he's the opposite of an upstanding citizen. <laughs> you, make, you, make, <laughs> you make a fair argument, Banjo. I'll give you that one. Like, you may have got me on Lee that. Matthews got uh, a charge with the souls playing for them. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you got me on that one. He's still a thug. <laughs> he's still not a good boy. And he's not a thug. He just plays the ball hard and he runs through people because he's tough. He's not a thug, it's though. Not he's he's never tough. hits anyone. If you're tough, you go at the ball and you he break the go contact the that's ball. there. You don't just run out of your way to try to knock people around just to, to make yourself feel at like least you're he a bigger man. punch people, like half the league. It's in the same it's a, boat. No, it's not. It's a it's a football related toughness and intimidation. No, it's not football no, related. I'm just going to keep hitting you. Football related. You go at the ball. You don't run out of your path and knock. When does he do that? All the time. Ah, uh, you don't have any examples. <laughs> oh, righto. Right. Name me once, Scott. <laughs> the one with the one which you tried to compare to bloody Viney when he's jumped up and whacked somebody. Are you I don't remember who he hit. But he jumped up in the air and whacked someone in the head. When was the last time you watched that? He jumps up at the ball. The but he was not playing the ball then. Oh, you! I watched it after the Viney incident. You were just wrong. The ball was in the vicinity, but he was not playing the ball. He you was trying to just whack the man. Wrong. Whatever. I know who your number one is, and you are also wrong. No, I'm so right. It's Bernie. Dude's just a shit trap. Mate, he's he's a cutie. He's a little he's a little rough again. He just does some silly things from now and then. 
Bernie comes across as too good a You're person the... to be your number one thug. <laughs> Him in the media, he's the, one of the classiest, nicest people in the media. That's just not a defence at all. But what he does, he doesn't he try to... He just punches people. He doesn't... He, he, but he runs he to elbows. He, he, does, he does both what you see, claims Evil does, but to a much worse extent because he kicks him in the head off the ball, which Evil doesn't do, so I'm not conceding he, at that point. And then he punches people as well. He does the stick the elbow. He's just a bad human but that, being. That, that's, a, that's like a... What That's hap- five times worse than anything Zeebel ever done. What happened with Bernie? Was he? He was not. He's a- like the fifth most suspended player in Melbourne's history. He's been there for three years. Can I explain? When he came to Melbourne, he was not known as a hard footballer. They tried to make him do that, and there was a couple of games in which he kind of flirted with the line, and he got so much like positive reinforcement from that because a it was the best foot he'd ever played, and b everyone loved it. And then so and then he just started pushing it a bit more, and now he's got that natural reaction in his game where he'll just like stick an elbow out. But it's just being silly. It's not. It's not trying to hurt people. It's not malicious. How is punching somebody not malicious? He's not trying to hurt them. There's he's trying no. Up. There's no other point of punching someone other than trying to hurt. Them. He's very very dumb, but he's not a thug. <laughs> this is your worst opinion. <laughs> I love the man too much. He's too good a bloke. He's right? just a thug. You need to watch the footy show more and you know what a legend is. He just... Stop saying someone's good on the footy show. But that shows their character. And then on the field, they do uncharacteristic things in the heat of the moment. And that, Being I'm sure willing to go it. on the footy show makes you a shit bloke. <laughs> no, no, I'm excited. The footy show back this week. It'll be good. You're not hey. actually excited, are you? Sam Newman's still there. I love Sam. I've always liked Sam. I mean, he's an asshole, but How he's an entertaining asshole. How are we friends? Why are we talking <laughs> we about the We have completely show? <laughs> different value systems. Uh, let's move on to the questions. Yeah. I convincingly won that uh, top five, I think. Right, Because, you know, it's constructed as though it's a competition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number one, uh, is the MRP too reactive to the results of uh, incidents, or is this, uh, or is the Brody Grundy tackle going to change? Was it a dog tackle, and now they're going to have to change the way... They tackle players. They had... Look. Could not have delivered that word. <laughs> yeah, you made it up. You only spoke about... The question was asked, and you said the first half of it the way it was actually asked, and you tried to make up your own way of well, saying so, it. I kind of realised it didn't make the most sense. Um, the AFL have a massive problem with this tackle thing. And the problem is, is that... the what people, Public opinion... The, probably the rules during the game and the MRP results do not align at the moment. I know we have a rule for dangerous tackles, but it doesn't really get policed. And people no. are doing tackles, and the crowd are loving it, and the media are loving it, and everyone thinking it's a great tackle, and then people are getting suspended. There's, there's, like, I'm not saying... But people they, in the aftermath are going, that should have been suspended. People were saying this week Grundy should be suspended because Dangerfield was and people have in the past. They weren't saying it because they thought it was a bad tackle. I think those people are idiots. There was a lot of opinions on that. If look, I don't think it was a perfectly executed tackle. I think that's a that was a ridiculous. But I think the fact that you can even try to say it shows that there's a problem. That that didn't have any credibility. That comment. I can understand where it comes from. They get taught to pin the arms. That is the best way to do it. That was not a. Sl- that's different to the kidding? classic sling tackle. He's going one way. Brody Grundy slings him to the ground another way. He pinned the arms. He, he pinned the arms tackle. and and put him to ground. He wa- he wanted to make sure that he put him to ground because that's what you do when you tackle. And he had the arm pinned. It was it was largely unfortunate. It was, and like if they want to get rid of 
rid of that tackle from the game because it's dangerous. I have no issues with that. But they, you need to educate everyone what and make they should sure that do there's a is cultural allow a change. push in the back in a tackle because it's not dangerous to anywhere near the same. They're driving into the ground. That's true. Like if you're yeah. going straight, if you this sloppy just not fall as, onto the back, yeah, it's not as dangerous, and it's, it's a true. way to stop people having to sling tackle. Because the sling tackle comes from having to roll the guy to not push him in the back. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably a fair call. Probably a fair call. Been a bugbear of mine for a while. And it's the and like they just need to make clear now you're not allowed to pin the arms. Mm. And and the, like players will keep doing it because 99 times out of 100 they'll get away with it because no one will get injured. Mm. But if they're really trying to get rid of it, but make can't... make that clear. Make that a rule. You cannot pin someone's arms. But how do you stop someone? Disposing the ball there. Well, there's, you can do like the like the bear hug sort of thing to, to restrain their arms, but it's a difference between like holding someone's wrist and wrist and driving them into the ground. Yeah, but Grundy had his did the bear hug. Oh, he was clearly trying to hold his arms back so he couldn't tackle. It was a different sort of thing to the the classic tackle we see. Okay, oh, sorry, oh, oh, okay. You can say you can say fine. You, you're not allowed to pin the arms and put people to ground. Yeah. If you pin their arms, you're not allowed to dump them like at all. And just make that clear. Make that a rule. To Start be honest, criticizing. I don't mind it. that interpretation. I think that'd be fairly okay. easy to believe. But, but the issue at the moment is people are still seeing that tip tap. Yeah. Thinking Back to good. the question. They are too reactive. There's a complete difference. Mumford, what he tried, what he did to Gorn, I think was worse than what Grundy did to uh, Brown. But because yeah. he didn't concuss Gorn, it's only one week. Yeah. No, I agree. That that is a big. That's. That is a problem. Like, that, that was thuggish. The way which they justified is they're trying to figure out what the force is. So in order to find that, you have to look into medical but reports and see what the impact on them was. People have different... Exactly. Joel, also, Joel Sell, would you touch him on the head? And he'll start bleeding. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. And like that, that's actually worked as a defence for Brent Harvey in the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, But like, we've been through this. I think, this I think it's pretty, yeah, it, it's pretty commonly thought of that you shouldn't... I think it should be taken into account as trying to deem force. Yeah. Like if someone breaks their jaw, then it's like, okay, well, clearly there was some force there. But I know, I know, <laughs> I said it should be taken into account. It shows there's some force. I just remember the start of the year. Yes, I know, yeah. I know. I thought... The listeners might not remember, Scott, so let's yes, run through right. history for them. All right. At the start of the year when Jordan Lewis punched uh, Patrick Cripps in the face and broke his jaw like a thug... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he claimed that their force was minimal and he just had a glass jaw and it shouldn't have been taken into account at all. <laughs> yes, well, I think, no, I didn't say it shouldn't be taken into account at all. I think it should be taken into account, but you should also consider the fact that Lewis basically grazed the guy. So then it would probably go down like low impact and you wouldn't get three weeks, you get one. <laughs> but it should definitely be, it should be a factor taken into account to determine force. I like but how you much also got to consider made my the point about well. Lewis being a thug. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so true. It didn't. <laughs> he punched a guy in the Whatever, Banjo. And broke his jaw. Moving on, what's your next question? Um, next up, we've got, have taggers become more important this year? And are they now a necessity in the league? No, I, I don't think they've become more important this year. I think we've discussed before, taggers will come and go. They'll be popular for a little bit. Then there'll be a patch when people go, ah, oh, we won't tag, we'll just back ourselves in. Mm. And then I'll start tagging again. It, it works in, in certain occasions. I think it generally works if you've got a good one because the math checks out. If you've got a bottom six guy who can make uh, one of their best players, if not their best player, a bottom six guy for performing for the other team, that checks out. That's a fantastic 
You've, you've got to pick the right player from your team yeah. to be tagging, and you have to. There's only a certain type of player who can get properly tagged out of a game. Like With, Ben Jacobs for North turned our team around because he year. was no good, and he's like he made himself. Yeah, he made himself relevant from a through, fringe player at best. To, Crowley as well at Freo. Yeah, I st- no. Crowley kicked seven goals in a game once. I'll stand by that. I man. still don't believe that happened, <laughs> even though I know it did. I love that dude. Seven yeah, goals um, in a game. You've also got to pick the right player to tag. Yeah, so like there are some players who do tag. And Zorko can get tagged and it'll affect them and yeah. they won't touch the ball. And we know it affects them. So you can't tag with that, absolutely. Because he's just a bull. Yeah, exactly It's too right. difficult. Instead, you tag Cochin because in a final he only gets nine touches if he's tagged. No, you don't You don't even need to tag him. You just get nine touches anyway in the final. <laughs> oh, no. But no, they'll come in swings and roundabouts. But, you know, they're not a bad tactic. No, it's one I'd employ pretty religiously if I was a coach. I'm uh, a big fan. I think of they game. should have yeah, employed it last year, five years ago, ten years ago as well. I don't think that it's more important now than ever. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, anyway, next up we got our teams now less worried about making the top four given what the Dogs did last year. And he's a Sydney supporter, so I assume that's the context in which he asked. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are, they are less worried. I don't know if it, there's a lot of logic to it. I, I, I do think... The dogs were a freak, and I, yeah. I don't think we'll see it again for a long time. I'm of the opinion that in a year this even, the top four is almost more important because that any advantage can start to be divisive. Part. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like it's a fairly big advantage, the second chance. Mm. It, it might well be defining this year, given how important matchups are going to be. Mm. And the other factor that comes into that's the obviously the bye before finals as well, which we're saying is taken away. Mm. It, it, you know, it hasn't taken away the advantage of the top four team. It's still there, but it's definitely lessened it. Yeah, absolutely. Because the week off was huge. The week, the week off in the semi final, like that was. It was an one versus two after a, a long season. And did either of the teams that won a no, neither team that won the uh, qualifying final made the grand final last year. It remains to be seen whether or not that was a fr- uh, fluke or not. I think it probably was. I but think there's the, not much footy played in those four weeks if that's what happens. I still think the dogs are an exception to about five or six different rules. Uh, I think that's unders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like they are an exception. I don't think it's a sign that this, that's the game now. I think they were just a freak occurrence. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I think you still want top four a lot more than you're confident of. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's still huge. Yeah, you're a nuisance value 90% of the time if you're not in the top four. Mm. You're very rarely going to have the opportunity to shape the season. And. I think that holds true anyway. I, th- anyway. I think you give Sydney a chance just because they're that good. Yeah, it's not because there's more likely yeah. out from outside the top four. But anyway, that wraps up the Tips. 21st... Oh, yep. <laughs> we are not good today. <laughs> it's, it's been an absolute stinker. It's picked up a bit after the old... Uh, the yeah, old but not grab much. a glass of water incident. Not much. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But anyway, let's get to the tips. Uh, first up, we got... Dogs GWS in a preliminary final rematch. There you go. Ah, uh, GWS. Yeah, GWS. Eddie had, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, GWS is still with. They are back. Although the dogs have clicked. <laughs> Just stop with your shit. GWS. Uh, Sydney Frio in Sydney. Sydney. Geelong Tigers. Oh, I say Sydney as well. Uh, Richmond will certainly win. With the outs they've got, mm-hmm. I think so. Pretty confident on that. Oh, the the Q clash! <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> excited about that. Um, Gold Coast are a better team, I think. 
They are. Although Brisbane's won last plays. time. <laughs> Ooh. I only tip Brisbane for a bit of variety. Fair enough. Also, North can get and pick one in the preseason draft if Brisbane win this. <laughs> You'd be gutted that you beat Melbourne. <laughs> it's so annoying. Like it, it was great for like three days, yeah, but it's like, Josh Kelly for three would be so good. Yep. Uh, Essendon, Adelaide. Adelaide. Big game. I agree. Big Essendon game. are a team that could give Adelaide troubles because they can go with them. I don't think they're anywhere. I don't think they're good enough to beat them, but I could see it being a shootout that Essendon. Yeah, there's a sneaky chance. Although Essendon's defensive woes against Adelaide's yeah, that's incredible true. attack <laughs> could be a bit. Scary. That is not. It could be a very high scoring game. 140 to 130 yeah. or something. West Coast Carlton. Ah, uh, West Coast. <laughs> surely they've got to win this. Surely uh, uh, Melbourne St Kilda at the G. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep the faith. I think it's a fifty-fifty game, but I'm gonna say Melbourne again, going for a bit of variety. I'll go for St Kilda. I hate. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just want some positivity back. <laughs> Hawks North at the University of. I don't know what that means. What's US mean? I think it's in Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> Hawthorne North. It sounds like it would be in Tasmania. Uh, Hawthorne. Yeah, probably. Uh, you'd be, you'd be cheering for Hawthorne. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't like Hawthorne enough mm-hmm. that I kind of want us to win anyway. Yeah. It's like heart and head talking here. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's weird. I want to win, but I also want to lose. It's well, very Welcome to the life of a Melbourne supporter, mate. I don't know. Hopefully we're only here for <laughs> one year. Uh, <laughs> Port, Collingwood. Port. Showdown of the I Magpies. Hope. Port have to win this. Buckley nearly secures his job permanently if he wins his game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should still be sacked, though. Oh, absolutely. Well, but, mind you, you'll probably get about 11 or 12 wins this year now if you keep playing the way they're playing. Yeah, they've. I think they've already secured more wins than last year for the first time in his yeah. coaching career. Big step forward for Bucks. <laughs> God, he's bad. But anyway, that wraps it up. That is the end of the 21st. That wraps episode. up the worst ever part we've ever done. Yeah, I even screwed up the ending. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you, if you found that enjoyable, we'd be surprised. But give us a like on Facebook, a share on Facebook. Anything, any sort of publicity will do. We need it. Yeah, we do. (laughs) And we'll probably need some more energy next time. But thanks for listening.